Welcome back to the Asian Conservative Perspective. I'm your host, Jamil Gabriel, and I know, um, like I said, I always have an excuse every single time, but it's just my job, my actual job. Um, I have to be somewhat neutral, and if people found out um, what I do on my free time, even though I do believe in the freedom of speech, you know, I may get in trouble for it. So I'm kind of like, you know, walking on water or I'm, you know, treading water, I guess you could say. Um, but I still love doing these podcasts because I listen to news every day. So there's just so much to talk about. Um, I know a couple times where I'm like, there isn't much to talk about. But th- this week has been a wild freaking ride. This has been crazier than crazy. And... I want to talk about it, so let's get into this. So first off, Donald Trump, um, the Colorado case went to the Supreme Court. Um, it happened yesterday, and basically the Supreme Court just riddled, I believe his name is Nelson Murray. He's the attorney that is stating that Trump should not be on the Colorado ballot because of the 14th Amendment. And basically, every Supreme Court justice, um, I believe, instead, except with the exception of... Uh, Sotomayor, I believe I forgot her name. Um, yeah, she she didn't really say much, but even the new Democrat judge, the liberal judge, even cited the one that said, "I don't know what a woman is." Even she cited and said, "Yeah, the Fourteenth Amendment doesn't count with this." Clarence Thomas um, did. Uh, Neil Gorsuch did. I mean, it was just a bloodbath for this attorney. Like, this attorney was like, uh, 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 but your honor, uh, uh, and Clarence Thomas is probably my favorite. He was just like, dude, give me some examples. And he's like, well, uh, there's been numerous examples of, you know, um, states not choosing an elect, uh, an elected official or denying an elected official. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about a state. States do what they states do. He's like, I'm talking about a state dictating the outcome of a national election. How is that, you know, possible? And he's like, uh, 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 well, you know, going back to the state. And then Clarence Thomas is like, no, 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 I'm not talking about the state. I'm talking about the national election. All right. How it, name one example of a state deciding who to vote for in a national election or denying someone's uh, right to or a candidate to be on the ballot on a national level. And he's like, uh, uh. So I, I loved Clarence Thomas. Neil Gorsuch was probably second place for me. Um, and then probably, or probably Brett Kavanaugh, because Brett Kavanaugh, um, he said, even though there's no clips of him, but they did have the transcript. Um, so he basically said, like, well, you know, Donald Trump was trying to disenfranchise, you know, voters because he didn't believe that he uh, didn't win the 2020 election. Brett Kavanaugh just replies with, "Um, aren't you disenfranchising Colorado voters for not allowing them to choose who to vote for? And, of course, uh, Murray's like, uh, 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 yeah, I don't know. So, anyway, it was a bloodbath. I am 99% sure that the Supreme Court does... Um, side in favor of Trump. Trump will be on the ballot. And the reason I'm saying that they have at least five votes, because first off, the conservatives, um, there's five conservative judges. Well, we could, John Roberts is a little iffy, but let's, he claims he's conservative. Let's say that. But anyway, 
The reason I think it's going to be a blowout like 9-0 to zero, um, favoring Trump is because if Trump does not go on the Colorado ballot, every state Democrat will choose to get Trump off the ballot. So that means no, uh, no, no, um, no Trump for California, no Trump for New York, no Trump for, you know, um, Minnesota, not is Minnesota, no, yeah, Minnesota is the one, you know, so on and so forth, and of course, they're going to choose it for the swing states, like Ohio, and, um, you know, Wisconsin, Michigan, okay, where they have, like, a lot of red, but they also, it's like a purple state, they, and, but it's like, you know, they're, they're voted blue because of the bigger cities, they would 100% get rid of Trump off the ballot. Now, if that happens, civil war will start. And I've been saying this numerous times that civil war is like bound to happen. But I think that that would be the catalyst because if they get rid of Trump in every state, if Trump's not on Colorado, every state's going to follow suit. Okay, If they don't, um, you bet your ass that Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis and... Um, Brian, I forgot, Brian Kemp, will get rid of Joe Biden on their ballots. They will 100% get rid of uh, Joe Biden on the ballots. And I, even though as much as I would love to see the Democrats and the liberals flip their shit when Ron DeSantis pulls um, Joe Biden's name out of the, uh, out of the ballots and um, Greg Abbott pulls Joe Biden's name off the Texas ballot, and same with Brian Kemp in Georgia and North Carolina and South Carolina and, you know, so on and so forth. A lot of these red states, I, I, even though as I know that it would um, make them lose their freaking shit, they would lose their minds. And all they'd have to say is, you remove Trump. And they'd be like, yeah, oh, January 6th, January 6th, January 6th, January 6th. And they would, they would constantly complain about that. But... The Supreme Court would have probably said, if they did, they would say, well, it's up to the states, so the states decide. And the liberal mind would fucking collapse, okay? And with that being said, we know for a fact that would cause civil war. Now, because you just disenfranchise not also liberal voters, you disenfranchise conservative voters as well, and the Republicans and Democrats. So there would be a civil war that would happen. That, that would be fact. So that is why I believe that the Supreme Court would 100% side with Trump saying that he is allowed on the Colorado ballot because he was not convicted of an insurrection. He was not, you know, try, he was tried for it, but he was never convicted. In fact, actually, no, sorry. I mistake that. Take that back. No one was actually um, tried for insurrection. Okay? So... No one was actually tried for insurrection. I just want to make that clear. That the, the, everyone on January 6th, it wasn't even, they weren't even tried for insurrection. They were, trying, they were tried for like disturbing the peace and all this other stuff. So they were never tried for an insurrection. So I know for a fact that that would cause a civil war. Now, who would win? Well, let's put it this way. One side has more guns than people in the country and the other side doesn't know what a woman is. So I will, I will let your mind wander on who do you think would win that battle. So 
like I said, I don't. I think that the Supreme Court knows this. I think the Supreme Court knows that it would cause a civil war, and I think they would side with Trump. Okay. Now, in other news, Tucker Carlson gave a very good interview with Putin. Well, not really a very good one, because Putin basically just kind of ran the tables and just kind of talked like the whole time. Like Tucker Carlson didn't actually like have many things to say. But the point is, it was actually interesting for two hours. First off, Putin can still, you know, keep it real, okay? We need, like, and it's sad that Joe Biden can't even speak, and I'll get into him later, can't even speak, and yet he is sitting across the table from Putin, who can go on and on for two hours. And Putin is, you know, sharp as a tack in this interview. I mean, it's it's ridiculous, like... This is the guy, Joe Biden's the guy that you want, you know, talking to Putin. I mean, this guy, if you watch the interview, it's on X. Um, it was being downloaded so much, I didn't actually get to listen to it on X. I had to actually go to Tucker Carlson's website and um, listen to it there. It's free. So go ahead and listen to it. You know, it is an interview that is, that really shows that Putin is actually, you know, he's a, he's a tough cookie, all right? He's a tough cookie. Like, He's, it's not like he's, you know, playing around. He, he knows, he knows a lot about the United States and he clearly says it. Like, I think at one point Tucker Carlson asked about, you know, the money and stuff like that or, you know, oh no, he said Chuck Schumer plans to send troops to um, Ukraine to fight against Russia. And he's like, well, that'd be a provocation of, you know, war. And, um, Putin basically is like, doesn't the U.S. have a lot more to take care of or, you know, to uh, fix? They need to fix their border problem. They need to fix their immigration problem. They need to fix their, you know, $30 trillion in debt. And yet they want to go to war in Ukraine or they want to go to war with Ukraine so they can get in more debt and all this other stuff. And, I mean, he's right. Like, it's ridiculous. And then, you know, he goes into, you know, Tucker Carlson's going into his ally with China. And he's like, look, China's be beating America. I mean, it, that's a fact. And, yeah, uh, China's beating America. Okay? And he's talking about, you know, the devalue of the dollar and all this other stuff. So, dude is sharp as a tack, man. And I don't want to, like, you know, pretty much basically blow him right here and be like, yeah, dude, he's like the best dictator or whatever. But I'm just saying that you need, we need a leader that is going to go there and be like, yeah, yeah, shut the hell up. All right? We're the United States. We have more nukes than you. Okay? You know, someone that talks through strength. Okay? That doesn't mess around. Because that's what Putin responds to from what I see in the interview. He knows his stuff. He knows about, you know, Russia and the history of Russia. He knows about the Cold War. He knows all this stuff. He knows about the allies and stuff like that. And so you need someone that, you know, can exuberate that strength to go, uh, um, where am I? When did my son die? Okay, and I'll get to why I say that. So anyway, yeah, that's, that was a pretty big bombshell. I recommend you listen to it. It came out yesterday, and it's, it's pretty interesting. And other news. Okay, so we all know that Joe Biden kept secret um, – information or he was alleged to keep secret information it is actually true that he did have confidential information in his garage okay he um 
it was in his garage in boxes, in worn out boxes, and he had them as vice president. He used them to, um, he wanted to write a book about himself, and so he ended up using these, and yeah, the, the writer, they call him or her the ghost writer. Um, the ghost writer would write a memoir about Joe Biden as um, vice president in his 40-year career. And so he did have classified information. The special counsel has deemed that he 100% has um, classified information, okay? However, this is one thing that gets crazier. The special counsel said that they are not going to convict him on the ground that he grounds that he is mentally unfit to stand trial, okay? They did this with numerous people. Um, Ron Jeremy is currently in a nursing home, and he is mentally unfit to stand trial. I mean, I know he has like a lot of sexual assault um, cases against him, but they deemed him mentally unfit. And from what it looks like, he is unfit. I mean, the dude is went insane. Like, if you go watch uh, videos of him, he doesn't know where he's at. According to nurses, you know, he's groping them and stuff like that. I mean, the dude just lost his mind. And so... The special counsel deemed that he will not be convicted or tried because he is mentally unfit to stand for office. But this dude is running for president. He is the president of the United States, and he is mentally unfit to stand trial. So anyway, Joe Biden comes out after that special counsel um, releases that information saying that during an interview with him, Joe Biden didn't know when he was vice president. He didn't know the years he was vice president. He didn't know when his son died from years apart. So I think his son died in 2015, and he couldn't remember, like, the date ranges between, like, 2010 to 2015 or, like, 2015 to 2016 or like 2015 2017 like he doesn't know those years apart he he like said something along the lines like 2005 to 2030 or something like that in this interview i may be you know making this up but it was like year ranges where he didn't know his own son's death one that he constantly lies about and constantly uses on a daily basis. He uses him all the freaking time. Um, when the, uh, th I think she was a Marine or sailor, recently died, he shows up to her funeral and he's like, oh, my son died in Iraq. No, he didn't. He died from a brain tumor going to work in 2015. <coughs> Excuse me. So this notion that he died in Iraq, it's false it's fake he constantly lies now i don't think he's lying now i think i legitimately believe he doesn't remember he doesn't know because that's what the special counsel showed he doesn't know his own son's death he didn't even know that like that's that's just completely insane he didn't know that he was vice president for eight years under Obama. He did not know that. He couldn't remember the years of when he was vice president. I remember the years 2008 to 2016. I mean, dude, how, I mean, so this dude's mentally unfit. And um, he comes up in the special counsel meeting and it gets even worse. 
not a special counsel meeting, sorry. He goes on a press conference to prove that he's coherent. And guess what happened? It shows he wasn't. He talks about his son. He's like, he's trying to be a tough guy. He goes, I wanted to punch him in the face because I don't know why it's none of his damn business. I wear my son's rosary from the lady of, and then he forgets. You, you watch his interview live, okay? This interview was live, or this press conference was live. And he goes, and it's just pause. He doesn't remember where he got the rosary. Like, he, he just sits there, and he's like, I got this rosary that I wear um, from the first lady of, and then it just, it's silence. And then he goes on and says, um, the, uh, he's talking about Egypt, and he forgets the Egyptian president's name. And don't get me wrong, I just forgot it too. But he mixes it up with the president of Mexico. He's like, yes, I told Egypt to um, let Israelis go in there. I told the Mexican president to let the Israelis go in there. And everyone's watching this and going like, yeah, the special counsel proved that. He, he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Okay? This dude has dementia. And... You know, it's, I, I, don't, I don't wish harm on him, but dude, I'm calling it as it is. He has dementia. He 100% has dementia, okay? I don't know. I don't think I would forget, you know, such an important day like my son's death. I wouldn't forget that. I, I don't know. I don't have dementia right now, and I hope I never do, but that's something that's like super important, Right? Or, you know, your job for the past eight years. I can list off the jobs that I've had in the past eight years. Okay, and I've had numerous jobs. I could tell you, like, all of them. I could tell you all of them. Now, granted, I'm not 80-something years old, but I guarantee you my grandfather right now, who's like 80-something years old, he knows where he all worked for, right, worked at. I mean, he's not as bad as Joe Biden. I can tell you that much, but dude, come on. So he comes on with this press conference. It is a disaster. And now the mainstream liberal media are trying to fight in. They're like, it's the, it's the special counsel's fault for releasing that headline. Why did they release that headline? This is ridiculous. And they got an attorney to come on board. And the attorney said, the job of the special counsel or a special prosecution, is to give it to the DA to tell why you wouldn't convict or why you should convict. Now, it's up to the DA to release that information, but if the job of the you know, special counsel, a special prosecutor, is to you know, figure out if there's a case to be solved, and then it goes to the DA, and it's not really called the DA, I forgot their title. Yeah, I know, I'm an attorney, shut up. All right. Um, I forgot the um, name. Attorney General. There we go. Attorney General. So it goes up to the Attorney General, and the Attorney General decides to prosecute or not. So he's the one that released it, but still, it does, it's not up to you know the special special counsel or the special prosecutor to do it. So um, I got an email or I got a text earlier today saying that. Joe Biden is done. Joe Biden is, can't run for president. That's not possible for him. He's just too out of it. I will give you this. 
Joe Biden loves, loves, loves the power of the presidency. He absolutely loves it. He craves that power. He wants that power so much. To put it in perspective how much he loves the power of the presidency, he's been running for president every single election after he turned 35. The day he turned 35, he put in to run for president of the United States. Okay, you don't hear about it, but the truth of the matter is, you could look it up. He ran for president every four years. Okay, he ran for president every four years. Okay, you might go, well, Trump ran for president too. This is his third time running. That is true. He did. He ran in 2000. He ran as an independent. Donald Trump ran as an independent for president. Joe Biden has run since, when did he turn 35? Like 1970-something? Okay, he's... It had to be like something in the 70s. So he ran for president as soon as he uh, went, was of age at 35. And if my Czech Republic listeners are listening, in the United States, you have to be a minimum of 35 years old to run for president. So Joe Biden has run for president every single time. In fact, his nickname for running for president was 1% Joe because he could never break 1% um, support for presidency. Okay. So he's, he's, he's tried, he wasn't in, you know, he never got past the primaries, but he's been running for president every single time. He, he campaigned saying that he was going to be a transition president. I don't know if you remember that, but he said that he was going to be a transition president, making a way for Kamala Harris. That did not happen. He loves the power. He absolutely loves the power. There is no doubt about it. He's going to stay in as long as he has a heartbeat. He will 100% be the Democrat nominee. Okay? He will. I know the Democrats don't like it because after they saw the uh, special counsel um, report and after they saw his press conference, that solidified that there is no possible way that he's going to beat Trump. There, there's none, especially on live TV. But they don't really have a choice because he said he's running for president. He's going to do it. And they, they know he might lose, but they're going to continue it anyway because he's not going to give up. He's not going to relinquish his power. That's just a fact. He loves the power. He absolutely loves it. He is putting away political opponents. He is he's doing everything a dictator does because he loves it. He loves that power of it. Okay? There's no doubt about it. He loves it. So this idea that he won't be running for president unless he dies or they do the 25th Amendment, which could very well happen. The Democrat Party might just do 25th Amendment. He is not going to drop out on his own. I will give you that. I will tell you that right now that he will not drop out on his own to um, relinquish his power. He just loves it too much. Like I said, he's been wanting this since he was 35 years old, okay? Anyway, that's it for today's uh, episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Jamil Gabriel, and I'm signing off.